Here's what's coming up on today's show. Try to have as many income streams as possible, just like we do when, with investments. Try to diversify as much as you can. It's not a, a complete foolproof system, but you, you try to spread it out as much as possible. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the wind-up and the delivery. Hello and welcome into Perfect Game Retirement. I'm Ben George. He's Ryan Ledden, President and Financial Coach at Black Oak Asset Management today. Our conversation is going to be all about retirement income. You know, you want to make sure your cash flow is in order in retirement. And one big piece of that is income. So we'll talk about planning, some of the sources of income that uh, Brian commonly works with clients to uh, to build and put in place, and just some ways and some strategies to make sure you cover those needs versus those things you want. So it should be a good discussion and an important one today on the show. Ryan, welcome in. How are you? Doing well. Uh, month. I know when we release this, it'll be August. And uh, honestly, it's, I, I hate August the most. Um, it's <laughs> so hot and miserable, and it's not quite football season. So you and I share that commonality that we want football to get here. So September is a much better month, but August is one of those you just have to grind through. It's just obviously baseball still doing, you know, cranking, cranking through their season. But yeah, I just... August is by far my uh, worst month. <laughs> I'm with you. I, and it kind of goes back to like when we were, for me at least, when we were younger, I just, not only was it really hot, but you, you meant like school was right around the corner. Like the summer <laughs> was coming to an end. You know, yep. there wasn't, like you said, not a lot of sports besides baseball happening. So kind of a dead period a little bit. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, you kind of adjust a little bit more as, as summer goes along. But yeah, August is probably, I would argue with you, out of all the months, August is probably my, my least favorite as well. Yeah, just it's so long. It's it's a lull, but then obviously September hits and it is just like bam, um, Christmas. I mean, I saw someone. Oh, it was yeah. pretty funny. It was a Facebook post. Where like, hey, I'm going out to get school supplies, <laughs> um, Halloween decorations, my Thanksgiving turkey, and Christmas presents. Yeah. I'm like, that ain't too far off. <laughs> no, you're right. It, it's just like a, a switch gets flipped when you hit September. <laughs> it's just boom. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, hope your month goes well. I know you got a lot coming up, so hopefully everything goes smooth and uh, and the family's doing well. But I want to jump into our conversation today and talk with you a little bit. And again, if if you have questions for us, because income planning is such a, a big part of uh, the retirement puzzle and, and building a comprehensive plan. So if you don't really have you know a plan in mind and, and don't really know where your co- income's coming from and and how much you need, which is another big part of it. Uh, reach out to Ryan, blackoakam.com. That is the website. You can go ahead and schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session online right there through the website. Uh, Ryan is the Dave Ramsey Smart Investor Pro, and I'm happy to sit down and, and begin that conversation with you. But as we jump into this, Ryan, I, let's just, I guess, start off with why it's so important. Like, what, what What's so critical about understanding your income and retirement as, as it relates to just being stable and having that security financially? Which seems like a so basic and straightforward, like, yeah. duh question, you know, but it's it's a huge part of it. I mean, and I've talked about this before on this show, when you get to retirement, it's not about nest egg anymore. It's about your income. And so someone who is, and again, most of the people who listen to the show know that we work with a lot of educators. So they have great pensions. They may not have a large nest egg. Some may, some may not, but they may not have a large nest egg, but they have five, six, $7,000 coming in every single month 
Well, that, that's, that's huge. That is income. That is how retirement works. So understanding all your sources of income and even as simple as creating a login, if you did contribute to Social Security, not everybody contributes to Social Security, but if you did, creating a uh, login on ssa.gov for my Social Security, you click on it, uh, create a login if you've never done it. Again, it's a little bit of a clunky process because it is the Social Security Administration and they ask you a bunch of, bunch of questions that you may not even remember the answers to hmm. when it comes out to, you know, what bank did you take out a car loan in 2002? Well, you might be like, oh my God, I have no idea. <laughs> but it gives you choices on there. Uh, so hopefully you, you answer them as accurately as you can and hopefully you're correct and you can create a login. But it's awesome to see the new, the new Social Security website. It's great because you, it's very interactive. You can move that toggle bar around to any different age that you want to see if it's 60 three and eight months or 66 and 10 months or 70, whatever that is, you can move that bar around and it'll show you your projection. And, and some people may be surprised at how, how large their social security benefit will be, or maybe small, depending on if you claim it early, but it at least gives you an idea of what that benefit's going to be. Then you tack on any pensions that you have, but just knowing and then obviously the investments, which we'll get into, the investments are, are a whole different realm on how you decumulate your assets when you get to retirement. So just having an idea of what's your income, but that's only half of the equation. Mm -hmm. You need to know what your expenses are. I mean, that's probably the hardest thing to nail down is what are you going to be paying for? What are you going to be using? Um, and again, I know we'll get more into that, but just knowing your income's half of it, but you got to know what's going out as well. And is the biggest worry, I guess, if, if you don't have a good feel for this or a good grasp on your income, is it just that you're going to run out of money? Is that, is that the, the big like worry about this discussion? Yep. Not running out and then just not, not being able to work and create, creating income, not getting a paycheck. Well, I tell people you're still getting a paycheck. It's just off the, you know, off the, either the pension or the annuity or social security or in the investments that you do have. So you still have a paycheck, but it's just not from your work and your efforts. Uh, but it's it's paralyzing for a lot of people, no, not knowing where their next paycheck is going to come from because maybe some of their income is coming from investments. Well, you know as well as I do, investments go up, they go down. So that's why reverse engineering this stuff, you, you've done it your whole life where you're accumulating. Now you're having to take assets out. So yeah, the fear of running out of money, huge huge fear for, for a lot of people. And that's sometimes why they delay their, their retirement. They just want to keep working and making money. All right. Well, let's get specific a bit then about some of the sources of, of income and retirement, because I know everybody's pretty familiar with social security. They, that's a big one that people will rely on. I know a few people still have pensions, but how else are you able to create income in retirement? Yeah. Uh, in pension, same, like you said, pretty straightforward. Not, not many companies out there provide it. Mostly it's government. Uh, to have that coming in. Social Security, yes. I mean, essentially, Social Security, you can call Social Security a pension. You can call Social Security an annuity. Whatever code word you want to use for it, it's something that comes in every single month. Now, again, there's lots of people out there that want to talk about Social Security and it's going to go away and blah, blah, blah. It's not going to go away. Uh, there could be modifications to it and changes to it, tax more, whatever it may be. I, that's not for me to decide, but we still want to factor that in when you do get to retirement, that, that Social Security income coming in. And if you have two sources, great. Uh, you may have two sources, one coming from one, the worker, and one, the spouse. So it's a spousal benefit. So whole different um, conversation to have about how you claim that sort of thing. 
But annuities, uh, an annuity gets sometimes gets a bad rap for in the media. Um, again, Dave Ramsey doesn't like them. Uh, if um, you know, they're, they're, sometimes they're littered with fees. But for some people, if they're just like I'm risk adverse and I need to create an income of this amount of money every single month, how much lump sum will it take to create that income in an annuity? Well, if that's what people want, that's what people want. It doesn't make them bad. It doesn't make them wrong. Um, also, doesn't make them right either. But it's just what's a fit for that person. But an annuity can pay an income stream for the rest of your life, for the rest of your life and your spouse's life. It can be for a certain period. Um, they call it a, a period certain term, meaning like you could get it for twenty years. Great. And if something happens to you, pass away before that twenty years, it continues to pay out. But if you're still living past twenty years, it continues on after that. So there's different, a whole bunch of different options when it comes to annuities, but it can provide income. And that's what, if that's what you need, then that could be a fit. There's a whole slew of annuities out there. So just make sure you know what you're getting into. Uh, you know, dividends. I have a lot of people that uh, come from the, the Dave Ramsey website and they want to know, well, I want, you know, dividend paying mutual funds or ETFs or stocks. And we can use that as a, okay, yeah true. I mean, those aren't the end all be all dividend paying stocks still fluctuate in price. They still fluctuate in value. Uh, the dividend payouts fluctuate. So it's not just some kind of guaranteed income stream, but it can be an income stream. So those can be very beneficial. I like real estate. Obviously I don't sell any of it, but I like real estate. I know Dave Ramsey does as well. It's, it's a, it's a mailbox money, passive income generator. Um, if you know what you're doing on that end, real estate can be highly lucrative and, and great from an income standpoint. If that's not your area of expertise, maybe find someone who does it, find a company who does it and, and can help you out with that. But rental income, great, great way to, to generate, uh, income, some people like working part-time in, in retirement or semi-retirement, if you will. I mean, any, any amount that you can make, if that's what you want to do, don't, hopefully you don't have to, you're not doing it because you have to, but if you want to, great. That can offset some of the money that you need to take out of your IRAs, uh, your Roth, whatever it may be. In, in, in any delaying of that or any less amount you can take out of that, it's just going to make your assets um, last that much longer. So tons of different ways. Uh, I think diversification of income in retirement is is great. Um, so yeah, there's many ways to, to create that income stream. Talk about retirement income, making sure you understand how that's built and your plan, how that is put in place. Uh, and it all, always depends for different people. So you always want to sit down with a professional to figure out your best course of action. But generally speaking, do you try to have a bunch of different sources of income for a person or do you try to focus in and rely heavily on maybe one or two? Definitely try to diversify as much as you can. We may not have that option to do that. Some people may have social security and a very large 401k. That's it. So it's, it's hard to, to generate diversification when it comes to that point. Now, if they have a really large 401k slash IRA, then we mentioned annuities in the last question. You could carve off some of that and create an income from that. And then so you have Social Security and annuity, and then you still have investments that could create income as well. So you want to try to, and even that lump sum, you could try to do real estate with that. There's there's plenty of self-directed IRAs that you can do out there where you can put real estate in a self-directed IRA. 
A bunch of different companies do that. So that is a way to potentially do it. Um, but sometimes it may be limited in scope and people's understanding, so they may not want to do that. So try to have as many income streams as possible, just like we do when with investments. Try to diversify as much as you can. It's not a, a complete foolproof system, but you, you try to spread it out as much as possible. Well, I know everybody wants to have that kind of guaranteed income. That's kind of the goal for a lot of people, I think, is to know, okay, this is going to come in every month. I can count on it. It's guaranteed. How, how do you set up guaranteed income streams? Like what, what, would the, what would be considered guaranteed income? And then how do you balance that versus those sources as you're trying to diversify those sources that aren't going to be guaranteed? Yeah, again, so many people do not have guaranteed income sources. Most of the time, I'd probably say 70% of the time, and that's just – I just – came up with that number off the top of my head, but probably 70% of the time it is social security is their only guaranteed source of income. That's it. So what we have to do, we have to look at people's portfolio. Um, Obviously there's the old adage of the 4% rule, 4% rule. You can take out 4% of your nest egg and your account balance should somewhat stay in that same area. Maybe it'll go a little higher. Maybe it'll go a little lower, but what we like to do is we create an income plan and we have usually we bake in a a pretty conservative rate of return but we also bake in negative years because negative years are going to happen people's account balances are going to go down but when we have a conservative rate of return and let's say the return we actually got was 2x or 3x of that which happened in 20 and 21 those returns were way higher than we projected so there's going to be a rainy day. There's going to be a pullback, a.k.a. 2022. <laughs> so we take those gains that were above what we projected and maybe put that in something very conservative. Well, right now, that works out great because conservative investments like a three-month treasury or even just money market mutual funds are paying close to 5 and even over 5%. Most of the time on quote-unquote house money <laughs> returns that we weren't expecting – We can put it in an investment that earns around 5%. I know that's not keeping up with inflation right now. But again, that's money well above beyond what we had baked into their income plan. Then when that pullback happens, we take the income off that money that we put in in a pretty conservative investment that was above the returns that we thought. So then you're not taking money out of your investments that have lost money. And, And most people got kicked in 2022, whether it was the market or whether it was bonds, because bonds lost a whole lot of money too. Uh, I know some people out there thinking, oh, bonds don't lose money. Yeah, they can. When interest rates go up, bond prices go down. And a lot of people saw those bond prices go go way down. Um, so it can it can happen, but that's kind of way we we construct people's portfolio. Again, that's not that that word guarantee is kind of a no no in our industry. Um, yeah. So guaranteed sources, really government pensions, those you can say it with those, but on my side of the business, um, hard to say guarantee, but that's how we try to engineer people's portfolio. All right. You know, you talked about expenses being such a big uh, part of, of figuring out your income and how, what your needs are going to be. But there's this kind of idea of a, of a paycheck versus playcheck, this concept. I don't know if you use this or talk to your clients about it, but it's the idea that, Hey, there's going to be some things that, you have to cover, right? There's going to be your necessities. That's their paycheck. And then your playcheck are those things that eh, they're wants, you know, they're discretionary income or discretionary spending is stuff that you don't necessarily need. You might try to convince yourself that it's absolutely necessary for you, but you have these needs and wants. So how do you kind of build the plan 
in this income to make sure you're covering, I guess, the needs versus the streams that are covering the stuff that somebody wants to use for, for spending, to have some fun, you know, whatever they want to do in retirement. Yeah. I've, I've, I've never called it play check, but I'm, <laughs> I'm probably going to start using that term now, <laughs> but cause there, there are some people that have very specific, they know what they want to do each year. And, and I'm going to use an easy example, but travel is a big part of that. I mean, that's usually one of the number one things that people say when they do retire, I want to travel more, whether or not people do it, that's not on me. That's up yeah. to them. But if they know pretty specific that they want to at least once a year, like a big vacation or maybe a few that are smaller or maybe a big one every other year, build that into the income plan. Say, okay, if you want to use 10 grand, 15 grand, let's build that in to see if it's feasible. Okay. Maybe not every year, maybe once every three years, we can take a big vacation like that or once every two years, whatever that may be. But going back to the last point, I said, when the market does way better than we anticipate, okay, maybe take some of that money and, and do something nice. Enjoy life. Okay. You don't, can't save every single thing that you have. And then, you know, you can't take it all with you. Uh, you're going to leave it to somebody behind. <clears throat> so you want to leave a legacy for other generations, but you also want to enjoy that money that you have saved diligently and earn money on or earn interest, earn returns on. But when you have good returns, Hey, carve some of that off and be like, you know what? We're going to do this with this money. Now, I don't want you to live your life based off what the stock market does. So again, going back to my previous point, build that into the income plan, make a part of it and even carve off that on a monthly basis. Let's say you're going to take a $12,000 vacation. Let's use easy math. Okay. Take a thousand bucks out of your investments each month instead of taking one giant lump sum at one time, because you may take that giant lump sum when the market's down. You may not want to do that. So just reverse dollar cost average, take that $1,000 a month, put it in a savings account. That way you know when it's time to pay for that vacation, boom, it's there. Uh, so just account for it, um, that play check, account for it. Um, and then again, when returns are better, use some of that money toward those things. All right, let's close out the discussion. Then I know you don't um, use guaranteed income a lot, but I know there are some different pieces that could be possibly guaranteed. So I guess there are strategies that you use, right, to, to try to maximize those streams that maybe are guaranteed or, or could be guaranteed versus maybe some of the strategies you will use for those non-guaranteed sources. Yeah, I mean, the, the guaranteed source is going back again to the to the annuity. That's the easiest way to create one if you don't have a pension. It's basically self-funding a pension. And again, there's there's variable annuities with income riders. There's fixed indexed annuities um, with income riders built in there. So that income rider you pay for, but that guarantees the income as long as the annuity slash insurance company is still in business. They can continue to pay that. Um, but they have, there's a cost in there. There's a cost associated with that. But some people are okay with that cost to know they're going to get X number of dollars per month. So Again, it's easy to know, all right, if your fixed payments of life, whatever that may be, is $3,000 a month. Anything above that is lifestyle, travel, playing golf, whatever it may be. So sometimes people back into that number say, okay, what kind of lump sum would it take to pay for $3,000 a month? And depending on what type of annuity is a fit, that that's an easy way to carve that guaranteed income stream, especially for those who don't have social security. There's plenty of jobs out there that don't pay into social security dollars. They have no social security benefit whatsoever. Um, normally that's a pension person uh, who didn't pay into social security. 
but there are still jobs out there that don't do that. So they got to generate everything they have based off of what they have saved. So that could be uh, annuity could be a good way to, to guarantee the income stream because again, pensions are almost gone. Uh, my dad's fortunate enough to have one, a private pension, but most people it's in government and not everybody wants wants to work in the government sector so they don't have that pension. So that's probably the easiest way from an outside standpoint to create that income is is from a guaranteed income stream annuity. All right. Very good. Well, you can see there's a lot that goes into income planning. It's not a very simple process where you just kind of turn on the income and start collecting that check and, and enjoying retirement. There's a lot that goes into it that ensures that your cash flow is where it needs to be month to month. And that uh, obviously the big uh, worry is running out of money. So having this in order is so important. So if you don't have an income plan yet, don't know where those different sources are going to come from. Now's the time to sit down as you approach retirement and get that stuff in order. You can always get in touch with Ryan. Blackoakam.com is the website. There you can schedule your retirement coach 360 session. Or if you want to call, you can do so as well. 470-508-0508. Any final thoughts on, on income, Ryan, before we, we move on? Well, one big piece that um, we didn't talk about that's not necessarily income planning, but mentioned it on here a lot is the whole taxes. Um, yeah. You know, what what's your what's your tax rate? What's how did you plan accordingly? What taxes are you going to pay in retirement? Because all these different income streams are taxed differently. Um, Social Security is taxed different. Pensions are taxed at ordinary income. Um, depending on what type of annuity you have. Some of it's tax, some of it's not. Roth, IRA, brokerage accounts. So, so many different ways and so many buckets to be able to pull money from and, and just kind of knowing and manipulating the, the tax code of, of how they have it written out. How do we take that income to keep as much Social Security uh, as we can to keep our Medicare premiums down? So, so much goes into, yeah, that'd, that'd be great to have this amount of income, but how much are you actually keeping? That's the big question. All right. Again, if you want to follow up with Ryan and get any questions answered or just start your planning for your income and your needs in retirement, again, blackoakam.com. All right, let's get to a little getting to know Ryan away from the office. We throw him a question from time to time. And here's your question on this episode. What seemingly random subject do you know a lot about? Do you have any guesses? <laughs> uh, no, I'm kidding. It, it could be a million different things. I, but I was thinking about your teaching background. I'm like, what, what, what might he have been interested in back when he was teaching? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I taught U.S. history and economics. So, I mean, I enjoy that part. I mean, I asked my, my family this. And my, my wife actually guessed it on the third, I think the third try. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, I, I wanted to study this in school, but uh, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. But I'm kind of a nerd OCD when it comes to like landscaping. Um, oh, okay, I love it. I, I between my grass looking nice, edged, hardscape, <laughs> uh, that stuff just completely interests me. Um, if I didn't do this, I'd probably be a landscape architect. But yeah, so that's that's my thing is is landscaping. I could do that stuff all day long. Do you have time to to work on projects in the yard and around the house or? Uh, some, and obviously with my kids doing what they do, it's, it's a lot more difficult. It's more of a uh, maintenance thing now, as opposed to, um, kind of building stuff out. I've had to just cause of time, I don't have the time, uh, I've hired, I got a, a good person that I do a lot of landscaping with. Um, so sometimes if I can't do it, I'll, I'll have him come in and finish projects for me. But so I, yeah, I don't, I wish I could. I mean, I remember before we had kids when I was a teacher, obviously I had summers off. 
So my wife was working as a veterinarian. So I go outside and literally like, this is no lie. I'd work in the yard all day long, just about every single day and loved it. I yeah. didn't think two things about it. Loved it. So most people that sounds awful, uh, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> In the heat of August, that sounds pretty awful. I know, right? I know. I still do. Which, when I was in my late twenties, I didn't care. Yeah, I yeah, I'd, I want to put in like a little paver patio in the backyard. So, if you have any uh, suggestions or tips on on how to do that, start that process, let me know because uh, yeah, I've done I that before. Take a tackle. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, very cool. Let's jump in then uh, to a quote to close out the episode today. We appreciate everybody listening, and from time to time, we like to pull a little wisdom from from outside sources. So uh, today our quote comes from Robert Kiyosaki. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't even know if you... Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki, okay. He says, it's not how much money you make, but how much money you keep, how hard it works for you, and how many generations you keep it for. I love that. And that's so applicable to what you do every day, right? Yeah. And even this episode, um, you know, how much money, it's not how much money, it's how much you keep. Same thing, how much you you keeping away from legally, how much you keeping away from the government uh, when it comes to, to taxes. But there's there's lifestyle creep in this country is an easy is an easy mm-hmm. thing where you get pay raises and all of a sudden you're like, Well, golly, I make this much money and what do I have to show for it? Almost zero. And I can sympathize with that. Um, I feel like we're pretty conservative if, with how we live. We don't. I like nice things, but I don't live extravagantly. But you know, between travel dues and hotel stays, and all of a sudden you look up, you're like, "Good lord, how much did I spend on this stuff?" I enjoy it, so I, I, I don't mind it. My kids enjoy it. I said, "The the day that you don't love you doing what you do, please tell me." <laughs> Let me know because uh, it's not, but yeah, it, it's it's how much you keep at the end of the day. And then once it's invested, that's what he means, how hard it works for you. What mm-hmm. what kind of compounding interest are you getting? And then hopefully you can live off the interest or the dividends one day. Now that takes a good chunk of money, but if you're diligent and saving and not spending it everywhere, it's it's definitely possible. And then what, what legacy are you leaving behind? What generations are you... Um, or what are you doing for those generations that you leave behind? That's a biblical thing. Um, what are you doing to leave a to legacy? And if you don't do those things before in his quote there, you can't do the latter part of that. So yeah, great quote. I love that. Great thing to, great way to finish off today's episode. So we appreciate you listening to Perfect Game Retirement. If you have questions about income planning or any retirement planning needs, just log on blackoakam.com and schedule a retirement coach 360 session. Brian, enjoy August. We'll talk to you in September. Oh, thank I can't <laughs> wait. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated. Any guarantees are based on the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. 